I've been praying for the non-believers. All my neighbors thinking I will leave her. Awful eager to fall for all deceivers. They don't care what the creator prefers. They don't believe in walking up to Peter. They don't believe in God, Jesus either. Go from breeders and the instant reapers. Listen to the tweeters, the twisted leaders, misdemeanors. Then you go for felonies. Hello, welcome to Be Vigilant. I'm your host, Matt Dean. Today with me is my good friend, Caleb Collier. Today's episode is sponsored by Valerie M. We thank you again for keeping us on the air on American Christian Network at 3 p.m. on Thursdays. Caleb, what's going on today? Hey, it's uh, always a pleasure to be on this show. Uh, as as I always say every time I come on when you invite me on the show, uh, I love you guys. I love you and your wife. And, and uh, you know, you, you've got such a, a calling on your life, uh, especially as a team when you get on here, uh, where you just you, you call out a lot of the, the issues within the church, a lot of the heresies. And uh, I think we needed to be doing that a little bit more as Christians because there's a lot of problems in the church. Oh, yeah. That's uh that's one of our favorite things to do sometimes. And Becky's told me I needed to slow down on the Calvinists, so we've uh <laughs> we've tried to focus more on just what is tr- what does the church truly mean, right? And I think I appreciate those kind words from you. And we always tell everybody if it wasn't for church and state and the likes of you type of people, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing, right? The alternative media is how we're going to get that word to the church. Fox News isn't telling you the church is screw- screwed up, right? Yeah, and, and, you know, the audience needs to understand that uh, there's some great national resources, absolutely, as far as, far as media goes, uh, alternative media, mm-hmm. that is. Um, but, you know, the best place for, for your, your local news, and, and obviously we talk about national and even global subjects on, on both of our shows, uh, but local is that much harder to censor. Mm-hmm. Like, they can get to some of these national media groups, but at the local level, it's almost impossible. Yeah. So it, it's very important for um, our audiences to to share and to support organ, you know, media groups like you and, and church and state as well. Yeah, it's so true. And what I want to talk about, that local movement that was going on, city council meeting Monday night. I couldn't make it. The day job gets in the way sometimes, right? Why don't you tell everybody what you guys had going on and how awesome that was? <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Um it's 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 really interesting to me. I get these ideas um, and and I roll with them. And, and so often I find myself at church, and it's typically during worship where God all of a sudden just downloads something to me. And and I I, I usually grab like the uh, the little sheet of paper. Usually it's the offering paper, mm-hmm. and I end up scribbling notes on it. I probably owe the church you know some money for how many times I've scribbled notes on the the offering uh, paper there. But uh, I was in I was in church at Valley Assembly and. Uh, I just got this idea, like, what if you went and read the Bible at a city council meeting during open forum? Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, I partnered up with, with Pastor Danny Green uh, from Family of Faith, and, uh, and with, with TPUSA, who I work for, uh, we were able to uh, create an event, and I sent emails to all sorts of Christians in Spokane, all of Spokane County. I spoke with pastors, everything, and uh, we ended up getting a large group to go down to Spokane City Council meeting, and we signed up for public comment, and uh, I was the first one to go, and I, uh, it, well, actually, let me back up here mm-hmm. for a minute, because it's kind of interesting. We had a, a member of the Socialist Party in Washington State who, okay. spoke, who spoke before I did. Is that the only member? Yeah, right. <laughs> One guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he started talking about how he, he got up on the, the microphone, and he's we first off, we would like to uh, acknowledge that we are living on stolen land. I, I almost jumped up and slapped him, uh, but 
but he uh, he acknowledged that, and then he recommended that we give the entire city of Spokane back to the natives. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, there's a radical idea for you. Uh, but anyway, they let him speak, and, and then I got up, and I just read from the Book of John. Okay. Chapter one, you know, let's go, mm-hmm. right? And uh, they let me get through all of it. I had two minutes, and I uh, didn't even get through chapter one. But I, uh, I read, and, uh, and then Pastor Danny Green was next. And so he gets up, and he starts right where I left off, and Councilman Zach Zappone uh, jumps in there. and Point of, point of order, uh, what does this have to do with city business? So that, of course, launched a massive debate uh, amongst the city council about whether or not they should lo- allow us to proceed. Mm-hmm. And I expected this. So I kinda, I'm watching, and I kind of have a, a smirk on my face uh, because I expected this. And um, it's clearly a violation of the First Amendment. So they voted, as I thought they would. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had Councilman Cathcart and Councilman Bingle, who both supported us, and the rest of them. They're all the liberals. They all said that we couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So the uh, council president, Brian Beggs, uh, said if we could f- reformat it in a way that uh, it addressed what was going on in city government, then we could continue. Well, Danny Green just let him have it after that. <laughs> yeah. If you know Danny Green, he's a he's a former hockey player for the Chiefs. He's a fighter. Yeah, and he's very civic-minded as well as using Jesus to reach those that need to find him. Absolutely. So, yeah, he let him have it. He's like, this is everything to do with city government. Like every answer or every problem you have, the answer is in the Bible. Uh, so he let him have it for about two minutes. The very next speaker, um, and I can't remember this guy's name, but he's a member of Danny Green's church. And he was brilliant. He got up and he says, all right, you want this to pertain to city government? Here you go. I'm a former addict. I used to be homeless. And this book saved my life. And he started reading from the Bible. Amen. And you should have seen the councilman's faces. They were just not happy at all. Uh, But every single person after that got up and said the exact same thing and just read from the Bible. And uh, they're not happy. They they want to. They obviously want to cancel this. Mm-hmm. We're going to be back. We're yeah. going to go back. So stay tuned. Uh, I'll I'll definitely get the information to you so you can get it out to the audience. Uh, but we should be doing this, and we should be doing this around the country. Exactly. In any little city council, even if you're just one person in that city council, and you get up and you read John three sixteen or whatever it is, that has to pertain with all government actions, right? Yeah. I, I mean, the Bible. You know. So oftentimes as Christians, we put the Bible in a box, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and the church as well. You know, we, we just kind of stay within the four walls of the church. But how much does the Bible say about good government? It's everything. Yeah. So why not go take this and go engage in the culture? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and we've, I think we've talked about this before on the show. I know I've talked about it on my, my own. And, and they're not my words. They're, they're Rob McCoy, who's the, the co-founder of TPUSA Faith. But it's that passage where... Jesus asks his disciples, who do they say that I am? And, and Simon Peter answers correctly, you know, you are the Christ. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he says, bless you. And he says, you know, upon this rock, I will build mine. And everybody says church at that point. But that's not actually the translation. It's actually ecclesia. And, and what was the ecclesia? It was the public square. Mm-hmm. The public square was where they met to discuss everything. So you want to talk about education? It's in the public square. You want to talk about politics? It's in the public square. That's where we as Christians should be, not just in the church, Everywhere out in the community. Yeah, it's so true. And the viewpoint I have is if 
God puts leaders in places in good and bad, the Bible also says this, then we need to be those leaders out in there. We need to bring God back into the public square if we want Christ to be glorified there. Amen. And, and you know, the, the, there's some Christians that, uh, that I run across that always point to Romans 13. And mm-hmm. you, know, you and I have a, a special distaste for, for that as an excuse not to get involved. Right. Um, and clearly there's a clearly we can see as Christians that if a if a ruler is violating God's laws, that we should not obey that. And that's basically what Dietrich Bonhoeffer said. Mm-hmm. But in this country, it's even easier. Who is the government of the United States? It's we the people. It's we the people. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to submit to a ruling authority, it's we the people. Let's let's submit there. Yeah. And that's what, you know, people say, well, we got to deal with Joe Biden. Yeah, we get the leader that we deserve. Right. The country, you can't murder babies. Or that for they fi- steal. I don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm under the opinion that God allowed that to happen because yes. we deserve garbage. We have turned away from God. His blessing has left this country. I don't know if you feel the same way, but the way I look around, and it's not going to come back by us crawling back into those buildings and saying, we'll be here when you're ready. We have to come back out. We have to come back out in force. Yeah, there's there's a few mentalities that have invaded the church, and and that is certainly one of them, right? That that uh, we're just going to go inside the church. Maybe we just pray a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Look, James, right? Uh, you and I have talked about this before. I know we have. It's one of my favorite books of the Bible. Like, where's your works? Yeah. Can we see a little bit more works from the church? Mm-hmm. We should be. And, and you know, I, I I partially agree with you as far as the blessing being removed from the United States. As a whole, yes, absolutely. But the United States is just that. We're a, a multitude of states that have joined together. Mm-hmm. I see certain states that have pushed back, uh, and they're uh, predominantly in the South, oddly enough. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's almost prophetic, the, the South shall rise again. Ow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it seems like uh, there's a lot of Southern states that have pushed back, and you're seeing states that have abolished abortions that are, mm-hmm. that are coming out and saying, you know, the, the drag queen community cannot perform out in public when there's kids there. Uh, they're pushing back against the transgender laws. So there are some states that I think are going to continue to see God's blessing. Unfortunately, we don't live in one of those. Yeah, maybe I'm just being too short-sighted. I live in Washington here, and, you know, we can smell Idaho, which isn't much better, but it's better. Yeah. And so, yeah, when I say that God's blessing has been removed, I guess I get too short-sighted, and I look at just the abortion thing. And Roe v. Wade being overturned. Maybe that's the step in the right direction. Now, like you said, let's see your works. Let's start opening, you know, pregnancy centers, Christians, so ladies can feel safe to have babies and to have the resources to raise them, right? I mean, we're not getting better overnight, but we need to take these steps is how I look at it. And I applaud you guys for going down to city council and reading. I'm hoping I could be there next time. Maybe we can get some more documentation of it, get it more publicized, because when you get just one leftist liberal socialist from Twitter bashing you. And I like how you fought back at him, too. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> you know, did you not commenting about any of the other garbage? Yeah, I, I'm actually supposed to go have coffee with him. Okay. Uh, I ended up telling him, like, yeah, look, he, he called me a far-right pastor. And I was like, well, number one, I'm not a pastor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Never have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, but number two, uh, define far-right for me. And he came back uh, with, a, with a fair comment. I mean, he basically said it's, it's, it's the extreme end of, of the conservative movement. And I was like, all right, uh, that's fine. I'm, I'm very constitutional. I'm very conservative. But I'm not as scary as people make me out to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually a pretty, pretty nice guy. Uh, yeah. So let's have coffee. And, and we're supposed to have coffee next week. He's a, he's a reporter for the Inlander, um, which is, is a garbage publication. It really is. Uh, yeah. the, I actually joked online that the only use for it 
is really fire starter. That's the only reason I pick it up mm-hmm. is, is for the winter when I need to start a fire. Yep. Um, but yeah, he, he, uh, he I, I asked him, why did you report that this is the most controversial thing when you got a socialist saying we need to give the entire city of Spokane back to the native population? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. How would that even work? I mean, first of all, you all have to figure out where you're from. And then you have to go there, mm-hmm. not just giving. Are well, you going to now work for the Native American and be there indentured? No, you have to leave their land if that's what you want. No one's ready to do that. No, of course. Here's the not. other thing: your motherland doesn't want you back. <laughs> I don't care. If you look at immigration policies throughout the world, we're the only ones that say, "Come on, come on in." Yeah. yeah. Everybody else like you need a job, a place to live, two to three sponsors. Yeah, that's crazy. But I love hearing people th- say stuff like that because it just shows you how indoctrinated they are. And I feel bad for this uh, Inlander reporter that missed that as the most controversial thing because reading the Bible is not controversial. It's been made to that. And this young man, I don't know if he's young, Inlander people seem to be young to me, he has been indoctrinated to think that the most controversial thing is reading the Bible at a city council. Yeah, and and why is that? You know, the 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 Constitution, our, our system of government, was clearly established by Christian men. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and anyone saying differently is, is quite honestly an idiot. Uh, you can read their, their, their documents. You can read their quotes. This nation was built by Christian men. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, everybody loves this quote, but John Adams, right, that the Constitution was made for a moral and religious people, wholly inadequate to any other. Why is our government failing? As we look around, why is our government failing? It's because we're not moral or religious. Mm-hmm. There it is, right there. There's your answer. Yep. Get back on track, and maybe that comes to be, but we also know that the bigger powers that be are pushing and pulling, you know, uh, what's-his-face, uh, Soros stepping down allowing his son to take over. He was born when Soros was like 50-some years old. Yeah. Just, just a weird situation. And this is what we're up against. And that's why I like groups like Turning Point USA Faith is because they're giving the tools to fight back. That's what I wanted to talk about next was uh, future events that you guys have coming up. If you got anything local or you're the Evergreen representative now, right? Uh, actually, I'm the Cascade Regional Manager for TPUSA Faith. So I cover Alaska, Idaho, Washington, and Oregon. Uh, even, but with that being said, I get, because of my work with Church and State and, and the Reawaken America Tour and whatnot, I get asked to speak all over the country. So I just got back from Tennessee. It was, it was awesome. Loved it down there. Um, but, yeah, I, I do predominantly cover those areas. And we got a great event coming up. It's the Kingdom to the Capital Tour. Mm-hmm. So Sean Foyt is going to be in Olympia July 28th, and we're going to worship Jesus at the Capitol. Amen. You're going to love the next part, though. We've already got a counter protest. Oh yeah, by the witches and warlocks association. <laughs> so we're gonna have a bunch of Satanists heading over, and they're gonna be counter protesting us. And I know with with you and your mentality, you're a fighter. Mm-hmm. You're gonna want to be there because you're gonna want to be a part of this. Oh yeah, was my shirt give me away or something? A little bit. Yeah, maybe the witches and warlocks. Yeah, they're just silly names. You don't, you don't scare me with that. You sound like some D&D playing nerd in your basement, as we recorded from my basement here. But we're not rolling uh, 12-sided die or whatever. Wasn't there a Weezer song about that, just the nerd yeah, yeah, D&D I, playing? I think so. But, yeah, we used to make fun of these people, you know, and now um, they are tapping into a power. I mean, as Christians, we acknowledge that. They're, the, the enemy does have some power, mm-hmm. uh, but he doesn't have the, the, the ultimate power. He doesn't have the final authority. And so we worship a much greater God than they do, and, and we're going to be successful. Uh, you can't scare us away from this. And honestly, and you know how I feel about uh, controversy, um, I love it. Mm-hmm. I embrace it. Like, look, 
we've had other Kingdom to the Capital tours. We, we had one in Tennessee just recently. And uh, it was a bunch of Christians showed up, right? We didn't have to worry about those counter-protesters. I like when we have those types of, types of things because it really showcases to the rest of the world or, or to this nation, look, this is what's at stake here. Mm-hmm. Look, are, are you going to side with the Christians who are outside just worshiping Jesus at the Capitol, trying to bring about good, proper government? Or are you going to side with the witches and warlocks who want to sacrifice babies mm-hmm. and, and, and literally worship Satan? Yeah. Like, make your decision, Christian. It's uh, it's an easy no-brainer for me. But, yeah, I'm like you. I like the conflict. I like the controversy. And I think any time that you can get it stirred up like that. In the city of Olympia, I was there last year. Beautiful state house. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Or whatever, you know, the, but the surrounding areas is just filth. Yeah. They've given it over to the drug users. And being in recovery myself, I don't look down at that. But I look like... The only heel to that is Jesus. So when you bring in a group of people that are going to sing worship music, and I've seen videos from Sean Foyt where there's baptisms and there's just people giving their life back to Christ or giving their life to Christ for the first time, there's definitely something there, right? And probably the most important thing that we do here is we do do baptisms. But afterwards, we connect those people to the good pastors because we invite a lot of pastors to come in there. And we certainly don't want to do just a, a dunk and, and go back into the world, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and they're, they're going to fall right back into what, what their issues have been. Uh, so we connect them with those good, solid churches and get them a home so that they can, they can continue to heal uh, under the blood of Jesus. Amen. I pray that that, that event <clears throat> can touch some of those lives. Because right there from the Capitol, you can see the homeless. They're camped out there. Mm-hmm. And I hope that I pray that some of them can hear the music and hear the testimonies and be saved right there and start their life because there's no stronger testimony that I came out of the filth and the gutter and the needles in my arm, and the only thing that changed was Jesus in my life. And through good pastors and discipleship, that's how that happens. Yeah, absolutely. So one other thing I wanted to point out on, on TPUSA Faith is, is look, I'm looking for more pastors. I'm mm-hmm. looking for more Christians. we got to get involved. That's what we're all about. Uh, when we partner with a church, we're a resource for them. That's really all we are. It costs nothing. We don't want to ever make it to where it, it, it's a money issue as to why you can't be a part of, of TPUSA Faith. Uh, we do tons of events. We just had that pastor's conference. We've got another one coming up uh, in September in San Diego, which is free for all pastors to attend. Uh, but but perhaps more importantly than that, we teach a lot of courses, and uh, we can do them on Wednesday night services or whatnot, but it, it makes it very easy for pastors to, to bring people in and to learn some fantastic things. Uh, we got Biblical Citizenship, which is a, just a wonderful course explaining what you and I both know, that our, our founding fathers were indeed Christians, mm-hmm. and they established this form of government to promote Christianity. Uh, we've got Faith in the Public Square. Uh, one of our more recent ones is an anti-pornography course. Mm. And I tell you right now, if you don't think pornography is an issue in the church, you got your head in the sand. Yeah. It's it's crazy how many Christians will overlook pornography because they say it's not doing damage. When the studies show, the science says that pornography is just as damaging to your brain as crack or meth or heroin, and the damage it does to relationships— First, the relationship between you and God is severed, because that's not what God ever planned. Mm -hmm. And then if you have a marriage, it puts a—I don't care if your wife says it's okay, she really says it's not okay. I don't care if you're the wife and you're watching pornography and your husband says it's okay. There's damage being done. First, the sin of lust and looking that way, and then the sin of your mind wandering and— yeah, it's it's not just addictive; it's also progressive. Mm-hmm. So you, you may start out with 
I hate I hate to use the term, but maybe vanilla porn, mm-hmm. right? Like it, it's just it's very standard. But there will come a time in your life where that's not good enough, and you're going to start looking for more extreme things. And the pornography world is just absolutely disgusting. Uh, you know, yes, it damages the individuals who are watching it. But a lot of people don't talk about the fact that pornography, so many of these women are actually being sex trafficked. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a, that's a massive issue within the United States. Uh, we've got this porous, well, we have two porous borders, and they're just pouring through here. And a lot of these young girls are getting snatched up and they're getting put into the porn industry. Yeah. It's just damaging all the way around. You know, being a libertarian, that part of me says we can't ban it. But then being a Christian, I'm like, we need to get rid of it. There's some things. I don't believe that all drugs should be legal. I'm just probably got kicked out of the Libertarian Party for yep, saying that. You're not that. pure enough now for the Libertarians. I'm sorry. I also believe that abortion's murder. So, when it comes to government, I like it small. That's I guess I'm a little libertarian, but yeah. You can be a minarchist like me. Yeah, I want it small. Yeah, there you go. I mean, that's and that's obviously very biblical as well to have mm-hmm. a very small government because, uh, as as you know, as I know, most most of your audience as well. Uh, there are certain rights that the government has no authority over, mm-hmm. and our founding fathers wrote that into our documents. Yeah, and if 2020 showed us anything, is they want to try to push those boundaries. You close your church, no singing in church, all these different things. That was just a test. It's coming. I've already heard the number 2025 from different mouthpieces, Bill Gates, whatever. Like That's where it's coming. And 2020 was no surprise. If you had listened to them talk before that, they had picked that year as well. Absolutely. They, they are pushing their agenda. Look, as Christians, uh, and I know uh, there's a lot of churches, there's a lot of Christians that don't want to go into the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so short-sighted, in my opinion. Now, granted, I love eschatology. I like to study it. But you should be picking up that book and reading it because it's playing out in your life right now. We are seeing so many things that are just checking, checkmark, checkmark, checkmark. And, and one of the ones that you and I were talking about before we started the show was was this this call by the World Economic Forum that the they want AI to rewrite the Bible to have a global Bible. Mm-hmm. What does that sound like to you? It sounds like the end. One world religion, right? Right, exactly. And what will the AI do to some of these scriptures that are too controversial to the world or not loving enough for the world nowadays? Yeah, just get rid of it. Remove it, rewrite it, something yeah. like that. So no, I, I don't trust that at all. And and uh, you know this AI has that potential to make it to where we cannot hide from this state system. Mm-hmm. Right, you you I just saw a story online uh, about a grocery store where you can't even go into the grocery store yeah. until you scan it with your phone. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? That's a mark. That's an Aldi. That one of the biggest grocery stores on the East Coast, Aldi, and they go into the Midwest and the South. That's them. That's not some one-off tech savvy in Google land in Silicon Valley. That's your major grocer for the East Coast. Yeah, the World Economic Forum and Yuval Noah Harari. If you listen to this show, you know that Becky and I love making fun of this guy because he's a pencil-necked sodomite that thinks he has the answers for everybody. And they keep paying this guy to talk. And he said he thinks AI because uh, that these entities will have no use for a higher power because they will, in in effect, replace God in his view. He's already said that, aren't we a collective? We aren't really individuals. We're a collective. Our thoughts are not our own. He said that. So this is the dummy that's talking about letting AI rewrite the Bible. Maybe AI generated this clown. I don't know. He's got some sugar daddy. Have you seen that? Oh, oh yeah. It's, it's just... disgusting. And, and, and really, you know, <clears throat> as you examine AI and the rise of it, what have they tapped into? It, it's not an artificial intelligence. No. 
it's demonic. Mm-hmm. Like, why, why are we seeing stories where AI has encouraged an individual to commit suicide because he was so concerned about climate change that he thought suicide would be the solution in order to save the planet? And AI encouraged him all the way up to death. Mm-hmm. Right? Why do we see stories like that? Because AI is demonic. It's not an artificial intelligence. If they are trying to say that they will, they will become to, a, to a, such an evolution that they will replace any type of a higher power – that, that's the lie of the demons going all the way back to the Old Testament. Yeah. Yeah, he goes on to say the potential of AI is much bigger than a historical revolution. is really a biological revolution. So there it is. They want to tie us into machines. And I've just got to pause right here because I've seen Terminator 1, 2, T-1000. they got a bunch of them now, yeah. Yeah, they go on and on, and it's always Skynet that comes and sends the robots, the artificial intelligence. Are we that dumb? I mean, that was just a Hollywood movie. Yeah, why do you have Elon Musk who tweeted, uh, you know, I think it was about a year ago where he tweeted about CERN and he said he wanted access to it because he could be trusted with demonic technology. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's calling it out for what it is. And, and now he's saying that we should pause on AI because we don't know what it's going to do to humanity. And these idiots want to take it and, and basically merge us, make us into cyborgs, if you will, Yeah. Uh, where we're, we're half machine, half man. Well, if we're taking that mark, what is that curse in the Bible, you will not enter heaven with that with that mark. Yep. And then you won't get anything on earth if you don't have the mark. It's the time to pick the sides. It's either Team Jesus and Team God or Team Yuvali Noah Harari. Harari. Yeah. Harari, yeah. I mixed all his names up. And I don't want to be on his team. He doesn't look like he could throw a baseball, let alone lead me into the wilderness and through to the promised land. No, and amen. I love what you just said there. It is time to pick sides. Like, look. We still have it fairly good in, in America, mm-hmm. and but that's changing. Yeah. It's changing very quickly. And if you look throughout the rest of the world, the persecution on Christians is increasing every single day. And this, this technology uh, that they've created to, to where 1984 is not even scary anymore. What, what, they, what they predicted in 1984 is like, I could live under that. Yeah. Like, I could go down to the, the, the slums where I could at least be free. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not going to be like that anymore. No. Everything you do is monitored. You have social credit scores. Uh, if you if you download, like I was reading in China, uh, the apps have completely just banned the Bible. You can't get that. Hmm. But if if you on your phone read a Christian novel, boom, down goes your social credit score. Yeah, and, and that's the kind of technology we're talking about. We're, we're a, a Christian uh, who uh, who has come out against the Muslim nations is driving in his Tesla. And all of a sudden, the car just goes haywire and drives him and his whole family into a lake. Mm-hmm. Right? They were able to escape, fortunately. But that's the kind of technology that we're talking about, Christians. Yeah. Very scary stuff. That's uh, just always big Team Jesus. So we got about a minute left, Caleb. Real quick, somebody, a pastor wants to get a hold of you. How can they get a hold of you? Yeah, so my email is caleb.collier, that's C-A-L-E-B dot C-O-L-L-I-E-R, at tpusa.com. I'd love to uh, get connected with you and just be that resource for you. If you want to uh, contact me at Church and State, it's uh, churchandstate1776 at proton.me. I love getting emails from you. You know, our show is on five days a week on ACN, and, and please listen, actually, right after this show. Yep. Hey, it is Thursday. Right after this show, you can hear Caleb some more. At on Church and State, Caleb, once again, thank you, everybody else, for tuning in. Remember, till next time, be sober, be vigilant. Goodbye. To the old me. God made me anew, and I'm so grateful. I'm
kill kids in the womb. Try to get to heaven, here's the